Welcome to Lifestyle Solopreneur, the community for entrepreneurs who put lifestyle first. Join your host, Flavia Barris, as she interviews successful lifestyle solopreneurs and shares ideas to help you find the perfect balance between lifestyle, business, and self. Flavia is an attorney, marketing expert, and founder of several online academies. She's been featured in major media, including BBC World News, The Wall Street Journal, The New York Post, ESPN Television, and more. Join us for this episode of Lifestyle Solopreneur. Hey, Lifestyle Solopreneurs. Today, we get to speak with Jen Cochran. She is the co-founder and CEO at Gifted Travel Network. It's a luxury host travel agency with over 300 advisors throughout the United States. She has an MBA in finance and management from Columbia Business School, an undergraduate degree from Vassar. Before starting the Gifted Travel Network, she was an executive with the Federal Reserve, where she was a startup and turnaround specialist. Welcome to the show, Jen. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. It's great to have you. It's funny in reading your bio because it says Federal Reserve. And I think when people hear that, they're like, wait, Federal Reserve? That's the Fed. You know, we hear that in the news a lot. So they probably picture you. I don't know what they picture, like someone very stern or someone high up in this like organization that is very mysterious. But, you know, I've met you and you're definitely not somebody who would wear this uh dark gray suit and sunglasses on indoors or anything scary. But um, tell no, us, how did you go? But I definitely had that power career where I was in the boardrooms wearing a suit, talking to big companies about how they could better their risk management and management practices and stuff. And I think a lot of us that become entrepreneurs start with big careers and then find that they're fulfilling in, in a lot of ways, but they're also very consuming of our lives. And so when I first decided to kind of hang up my suit, it was natural for me to gravitate towards a more entrepreneurial sort of opportunity. And isn't that interesting because there are people who haven't, you know, worked for a corporate job or a business or been an employee who aspire to have their own business. But in some ways, I think they would benefit from having some sort of a job working at someone else's company, you know, being part of someone else's entrepreneurial vision to sort of see it behind the scenes before going off on your own. So I don't know, chicken or the egg. I think people go both ways. There are also plenty of entrepreneurs who throw in the towel and, you know, go get a job too. So, um, but for you, tell us about that transition and that journey. You went from this high-powered corporate job in the suit, in the boardroom with the Federal Reserve, and now you work in travel, which is an amazingly different industry. How did that come about and what are you working on now? Well, it's actually funny because I had I had an in-between. So after I left the Federal Reserve, I actually started a community-based business that I subsequently sold and then got into this business. And as things often do, the opportunity just sort of presented itself. So I like to say, like, I now have the best job that I never knew existed. (laughs) So it wasn't something that I specifically sought out. But as I kind of learned, so I am in the travel business, but really what our mission is and what I do is to empower success through travel entrepreneurship. So travel is a really exciting fun industry. And it's also one where you can build a really good, lucrative, fulfilling business as an entrepreneur. And so that's what I like about it. And I like the coaching aspect and helping people aspect. But to your point, in terms of the transition, like you wouldn't think that a lot of the skills that I learned in my executive track within more of a 
corporate or whatever you want to call the Fed function would be things that serve me. And now running a company that started with very entrepreneurial, you know, we started out of a spare bedroom in my house and now we've got 28 employees in an office and advisors all over the country. But those skills do translate because when you start a business, you need to know sort of all the things you need to know about finance and HR and marketing and technology and everything. So the more breadth you have, I feel like going into that journey, the better it serves you once you're getting ready to get started. So you've got these advisors, over 300 travel advisors. What do they do like day to day? So take us through what is that job description? So they are individual business owners who have their own brands. And we are essentially service providers to them. So my business, our employees are serving all of those advisors who have their individual brand. So if you were to start your own company, you know, let's say you named it Flavia's Travel Company, you would need to have access to all the right partners, all the right access to high commission levels, access to hotel elite programs, access to all these things in order to be able to provide for your client, the best experience that you can provide. It's very hard to do that as a very small business. But when you have all of these small businesses together under the umbrella of a host agency that has all of those relationships that can give access to all that stuff, it enables those smaller agencies to be successful without as much overhead um, and also gives them access to things they'd never be able to get on their own given their size. So we do that, but also we actually help people to build those businesses. So how do you how do you start a business? How do you build your brand? How do you build your client base? How do you engage your prospect? How do you deliver the kind of customer experience you want to deliver? How do you understand the revenue drivers for your business and how to make it profitable so that you can have a quality of life and a business that you love? Those are all the things that we do for those advisors. In business, we often have these moments where everyone in the press and just the chit chat is, oh, that industry is dying because it's being taken over by X, Y, or Z. Lately, people are saying, oh, copywriters and writers in general, it's not going to be the same now that we have AI that is like literally a computer writing things. And I know at one point people said, oh, with websites like Oh, back in the day, you know, the early ones, Priceline, Travelocity. Mm-hmm. Now there's like dozens. The travel agencies are just not going to be the same. It's all going to change and be different. So how has that industry morphed? And your advisors that that you assist, what are they doing for their clients that the clients can't do by themselves by just booking a flight or a hotel online? So, I mean, I would say that that the internet, the OTAs, online travel agencies did change the makeup and the traditional sort of travel agency, which is a very transactional type relationship. You know, you walked into a brick and mortar and you bought an airline ticket or you bought a cruise or whatever it was. I would say that that industry is largely dead. I mean, it still exists to some extent, but I don't, I wouldn't aspire to enter the industry under that sort of business model. What it's become is more of an advisory business. And What your clients can do is they can look online and they can get lost in a myriad of things that they could potentially book for themselves, but they don't have the expertise. So it's like doing your own, being your own doctor, your own financial advisor or anything else. Could you do it to some extent? Yes. Would you, would you want to, if you want to invest your money in the best experience? Probably not. So travel advisors not only have the expertise to be able to design an experience that's really tailored to a client, they also have access to resources and amenities and things that general consumers can't get on their own. And they're also 
walking them through every step of the process. So to be able to replicate with some what somebody with that expertise could do on your own, even with AI, you're just not going to get to that level of experience. And if you did, it would be hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of research. It's much better to put yourself in the hands of the experts. So they aren't, it went from being, like I said, a transactional thing where you go in and you want to buy something from someone to going to somebody who's a trusted advisor who understands who you are as a person, understands the kind of experience you want to be, knows how to access those special off the beaten track, exclusive access kinds of opportunities you might not even be able to find on the internet and tailor it all to you so that you you get the return on your investment for your time and your money, you know, that people want, especially when you're doing a bucket list trip or something. Now, those are big investments. They should they should be perfected to what what it is that you're looking for. And so you have a finger on the pulse of you know, what are people wanting in their travel right now? You know, what is what is that thing that is most commonly being asked for that your advisors are helping people create and bring to life? I think people, and I think this is even more heightened sort of post-pandemic, that people really crave authentic experiences and they want to interact in the place that they're going and they want to have, they want to be able to appreciate the culture. They want to be able to interact with the people. They want to feel the place and experience the place. It's not so much that they want to go and just check a bunch of landmarks and museums and things off their list. They don't want the generic experience that you would get if you Googled for it on the internet, for example. They want to feel where they're going and make connections. It's a lot of it's about human connection and being able to understand different cultures and being able to appreciate the world that we're in. And then your own role in the company, what do you end up doing day to day? Because it's it's one of those things when you build a business, you build a company, there's many like levels of delegation, right? And so what mm-hmm currently on your plate that you handle for the company? And what does that look like? Well, I'm the CEO. So my job is really to set the stage, the culture, provide kind of advice across the different functions of the company. So sometimes I'm working on things that are related to HR and sometimes I'm working on things that are related to marketing. And sometimes I'm working on things, you know, that are related to the books and the records of the company. So I'm a generalist in that sense. And I have a really amazing team that's doing more of the day to day. However, I'm really passionate about helping people be successful in their business. So I still actually spend a fair amount of my time working with our advisors, doing coaching and teaching them things that are going to help them be successful in their businesses. And what's next for you? Is this something that you've hit that fifth gear or I don't know, sixth gear? (laughs) I actually drive a stick shift. Not everybody does. I I don't, I just gave mine up. I, I drove one like my entire driving career until last year. And I just couldn't find another one that I liked anymore. So I, f- I finally gave it up for a hybrid, but I miss it. Oh, yeah. So a lot of people are listening like, what's fifth gear? What's sixth gear? <laughs> I understand. Oh, it's harder to go faster. But for all old school who can drive standard, once you've sort of hit this stride and your company's very successful, doing very well, helping a lot of advisors who in turn help a lot of people, is this where you want to coast for the time being? Or do you have anything that's going to, you know, change it up? Or do you have new directions that you plan to pivot to? And we're, we're in a very fast growth trajectory. And I see a, a very bright future for us. And there's, there's aspects to where we want to grow strategically. So I wouldn't say that we're coasting per se. I feel really comfortable where we are in our space. In terms of my own personal development, I'm really happy with where I, I am because it's, 
it's a very fulfilling job. So when we talk to our advisors about like, what's success? How do you define success for you, for your company? We talk about having freedom, fulfillment, and financial satisfaction. That's how we define success is having those three things. And I feel like if you're in, if you're in a position where you have those three things, then you should feel really good about what you are. That doesn't mean that you're not going to be challenged. Like I, I always have there's always things coming up to keep my brain moving. I get to do lots of different things every day. So I'm stimulated, but also I have a good life. <laughs> I feel like I'm making a difference in other people's lives and the company's doing really well. So so for me, but also I'm I'm at a part in my career where I'm actually, I already, I already had a whole career at the Federal Reserve, retired from that, started and sold another business and now this. So I kind of feel like this is this is my forever home, so to speak, until I'm ready to maybe dedicate myself more to volunteer opportunities and exit the workforce. I always ask this question when I think of an industry like yours that is, it can be so visual. You know, what role does social media play today in the businesses of your advisors that, you know, who are out there promoting their services on, you know, helping people create these amazing trips. I'm assuming that a lot of that is, is visual sales. Like you really have to kind of create that vision for people to see and, and kind of covet and where people are like, I want that vacation that I just saw, or, you know, how does that play in and, and what's your involvement in that aspect of their business? But me personally, I, I'm not involved in that, but clearly it's something that we are teaching our advisors when they're building their businesses is to leverage social media as part of their marketing strategies. It is very effective in, in a couple of ways, both in terms of engaging people that already know who they are, but also can be used for list building and other things. It is a very visual and we've seen some very successful strategies, particularly Instagram is works really well with the travel business, but also people are using LinkedIn really well. Facebook continues to be powerful. So yeah, I would agree that social media for most businesses is a pretty important part of how you engage and build your list for marketing purposes. I'm kind of curious on sort of the demographics too of not just your advisors, but also the people using your advisors services to book their travel and create these journeys, whether it's stateside or they're leaving the country and doing all kinds of international travel. Um, who are your typical advisors? Are they full-time, part-time, gender, more male, female, mix of both? And then as well, who are they serving? Like who are, what's the demographic? Is it the millennials? Is it mostly Gen X? Is it baby boomers who are retired? Like who's out there on both sides? I'm just very curious when I picture who's using the service and also who's providing the service. I mean, I would say it's very broad. So in terms of who are the advisors, it really, there's a broad range. I would say they're more female than male. That tends to be the way it is in the travel industry in general is the distribution of travel and essentially the people who are selling travel tend to be more female, but we do have quite a few male agency, travel agency owners that are advisors as well, who are very successful in their businesses. And then the, the age and where they come from is really varied. So we have people who have come from like finance, you know, who had hedge funds or, you know, we had somebody who traded equity derivatives who've built very successful travel businesses. We have people who come from teaching that tends to, teachers tend to be, have all the skills that make them really good travel advisors. We have people coming from the healthcare industry, including one who's an oncologist, a practicing oncologist who has a very successful travel business. So it, 
you know, it's really, it's really all over. People can definitely translate corporate skills into this. And then we have people who've been sort of serial entrepreneurs who found their, their space within travel. And most of them are full-time. We do have some that are part-time or working other jobs, particularly maybe in the initial year or so as they're building the foundation of their business. Sometimes they will continue to have a full-time job so that they're sort of funding the startup of their entrepreneurial journey. But it's certainly a career that lends itself to being full-time and is certainly lucrative enough to support a family with a full-time position. It's really interesting to me to see industries evolve and shift. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of people right now listening to this who are thinking, I love travel and I've always wanted to be involved in the travel industry who may actually want to pursue that as their next career. I know you coach people through that. Tell us a little bit about how people find you to learn from you and what that looks like. Sure. So, I mean, our website is www.giftedtravelnetwork.com and we are a B2B business. So that's if you have a travel business or you're interested in entering the travel industry, you'll be able to find good information on there and the kinds of programs that we have. For somebody who's looking to enter the industry, we have something called our Travel MBA program, which is specifically designed for people who are looking to learn to build a travel business. And so there's plenty of information about that on the website, but essentially for us, it's a 12-month program. And it's, again, it's our focus is helping you be a successful business owner and entrepreneur, not just learn how to sell travel. So there are other things out there that you can do that might teach you some mechanics of travel, but we firmly believe that the best way to serve our members is to give you a full, all the support that you need as a business owner and entrepreneur. So it walks you through everything from starting your business to building your message and your branding to building your marketing foundation, as well as how do you find the right resources? How do you learn to sell to your clients? How do you know how to actually book the travel and do all the follow-up and all of those kinds of things? So it's a pretty powerful program. And actually we see when we look at our overall membership that those that have gone through our program versus those who sort of found us after they'd been in the industry for a while, the ones that started with our program with that foundation are generally more successful. So it's, it works is what I would say. If you're interested in travel, it can be a really lucrative career like anything else. (laughs) You know, it takes a while to build your business. So you have to set the expectation that it's that's going to take a little while to ramp up. You have to build your brand and your website and all of the things that you need to run a successful business. But it's fun. It's a great industry and it's an industry that's growing. If you look at the the trajectory for travel, it's really pretty astounding. So there's a lot of really good future potential in that industry as well. I mean, especially since the pandemic, people just are not slowing down. Travel is the thing that they're prioritizing over everything else in their life. And those who are investing in the kinds of travel experiences that we encourage people to to offer to their clients, those people are able to afford that travel as well. So it's not as price sensitive as you would think relative to other industries. Well, and you know, the memories you make traveling I speak from experience are just, it's the the best. It's the spice of life. I mean, it really is. It's adventure and novelty and curiosity, right? You can see so many new things. For anyone listening, if you haven't yet planned out what your next trip is, your next vacation, your next thing that takes you outside of your norm, so you do something different, 
think about that. That's a problem. If you can't immediately just name right now where you're going and when, that means you probably need to get on that <laughs> and start planning or, or it's hard to pick. I mean, my list, I travel a lot and I still have a list that's really long. And I, you know, my background's not planning travel. My background is like running companies and building teams and strategy and things like that. So I use a travel advisor when I travel, when I'm doing my own travel for my family. And so I sat down with my travel advisor. I just came back from the Galapagos a couple of weeks ago. I took my, my kids who are adults to the Galapagos. Last year, we went to Thailand and we're talking about what next year. And when I sit down with my advisor and I talk about all the places he, he, we want to go, he's like, you know that you'll never get to that many places in your lifetime, but that doesn't mean that I'm not going to try. And that's and you're going to make reason. a dent in that list. That's right. Sure. Exactly. And that's part of the reason why I think it's a business business owner, another thing that's really important is to stay in shape and to keep, to make sure that you have good balance in your life and that you're exercising and you're eating well and doing all of that because the opportunities in the world are amazing, but you have to be able to go do them too, right? So that's something that I prioritize. And that's something I encourage our advisors to prioritize as well as your business is important and your business is also what helps you to have the life that you love. So make sure you're taking advantage of that. Well, I love it. And you know, it's, yes, we're talking about these vacations, the uh, places far off and exotic and, and all over the world. But if you can't yet plan that either financially or you don't have the time and you're working towards that, that's okay. Maybe a staycation, a weekend, somewhere you can drive to and just just do an overnight somewhere different. But changing your scenery, you know, changing your surroundings it gives you a different perspective. It it just puts a little adventure in your life. So I'm the biggest fan of travel. And for that reason alone, I'm so grateful that you were on the podcast today to talk about not just a career in travel, but also maybe motivate some of us, you know, me included, to book our next trip. I do have something that, that my team put together based on some of the teaching that we do that just is helpful for any entrepreneur who's trying to sort of organize their, their business and, and be systematic in the way that they're growing in their business. So I'd be happy to give you the link to that if, if people would I'd, find that helpful. Absolutely. Go ahead and say the link here on the episode and we will also put it in the show notes. Okay, great. So it's HTTPS colon backslash backslash travelbusiness.university slash lifestyle solopreneur. Amazing. Thank you so much. And we will definitely put that on the website, on the show notes at lifestylesolopreneur.com under your episode, which will be under your name, Jen Cochran. So definitely tune in and go to the website so you can click on that and take advantage of that. Thank you, Jen. That's very generous. It has been so great to talk with you today. You are an amazing inspiration. I just love the sector of, of business that you're in because travel, again, is so near and dear to my heart. So thank you again for sharing uh, what you do with us and encouraging us and inspiring us to travel more. Thank you so much. It was fun. It's great talking to you. Guess what, lifestyle solopreneurs? If you don't yet have an online business earning you enough passive income to live the life of your dreams, I'd like to suggest you consider trying out Kajabi. Kajabi is an all-in-one solution where you can create and teach online courses, publish a paid newsletter, launch a free or paid podcast, process payments, build one-on-one -on -one coaching portals for your clients, and much, much more. I personally use Kajabi to power numerous successful and profitable online businesses. Lifestyle solopreneurs, there's a free trial of Kajabi waiting for you at this link, www.kfreetrial.com. 
You can try Kajabi for free, no obligation, by going to www.kfreetrial.com. Again, kfreetrial.com, and that K stands for Kajabi. Starting an online business helped me break free from that corporate grind, and I hope it does the same for you. You have nothing to lose and absolutely everything to gain. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and see you next time.